weird, ridiculous <laughs> when I first saw it. Uh, message just now on the hinge and they're just disconnected. You know, hinge the dating app. I, I, I haven't been on it actively, I'll be honest, because I've been out of the town and then I just got back. I'm still catching up. Oh, well, by the way, welcome to the A show. It's, uh, it's uh, way after, after the Austin show um, for November 27, 2019. Um, so. I, I I just literally saw this and then I just go what the fuck and I I I didn't fully read it a couple hours ago when I was in a meeting, uh but I was like it was long and then it sounded like a rant so I was like all right whatever and then I'll say I'll get back to it and then it disappeared soon after I guess she disconnected me but basically we're having a conversation this past weekend because we connected and then you know it was out of whatever how many conversations I'm having with the people. Actually, I was like, it was actually all right, but then at the same time, I'm just like, all right, I'm busy leading up to Thanksgiving. I just came back from Texas two weeks ago, so you know, things I'm covering for people, holidays coming up, so it's busy. But basic gist of the messages, I wish I would have screen capped this thing. Uh, like, so, like, have I found someone awesome yet? I don't give a fuck, I don't give a shit, but like, I don't give a fuck anymore, but like if this is not gonna progress like why why am i on this thing i just go um she must have had a bad day i was just like i'll get to it when i get to it and then now i go back and try to read it but then i just like oh she just disconnected so i just go okay so you know it's i think it's been like saturday sunday or friday nights it's because i'm recording this tuesday uh i'll be honest it's like it's i've been kind of catching up and stuff and if you read my profile where there's an instagram what is it the post you can see that i posted stuff from texas like way too many of them so it's just like um yeah but i didn't get to do my explanation and say hey uh yeah i was gonna get back to you on this but i just go well if you it's also funny every time i see this interaction like all right if i really yeah i could see from her point of view if i really like somebody at that moment or whatever i would immediately get back and do all that yeah maybe but at the same time i just go um it's, i i was just busy <laughs> and if you if she really liked me i was hoping that she would kind of arrange stuff instead of guy always doing it equal rights am i right ladies um so i'm just like all right i don't know why you're getting mad like Hey, it's like a guy. It's like a guy's please respond meme. You know, is your internet lagging? You know that shit. I'm just like, um, you could have proposed something. And say, hey, what are you up to tomorrow or something? I was like, I was like, oh damn, that's a ballsy move by a girl. I respect that. You know, and then I, I was willing to, you know, you know, just say hi to her in person because I, I like the inhuman interaction more than anything, more than texting and stuff. So I'm just like, whatever. But I was getting around to it. It's been kind of busy. And then she just disconnected. So I'm just going, whatever. I just shrug it off. But anyways, that literally just happened over the last three hours. And then I don't know. She sounded mad. And I'm like, I'm I'm sick of everybody. These people not moving along here on this app. And I'm like, all right. That's a great generalization. But everybody's in a different situation. Some are fuckboys. Some are not. I, I'm... Physically and mentally not in a fuckboy mood, I'll be honest. I'm just like, I'm busy. I just got back. Alright, so girl, if you're listening out there, I cannot remember the first name all of a sudden. I've had a long day. I had a long meeting, which is why and then it was a meeting, so I could not respond. Uh, I wasn't slighting you, but to be honest, if, you're, if you've are if you been through this you know, human interaction enough, 
if you truly like me instead of you know pointing back at me and going like why aren't you asking me out further man why didn't you ask me out i was like oh okay whatever um but that didn't happen so we go on with our lives unfortunately oh and then there are plenty other bumble tinder hinge uh messages oh god i screen capped and all that before i just go are you fucking shitting me but i'm gonna save that episode that rant at one point later you know i think we were gonna have this round table of the online dating or something on this podcast at some point but we didn't get to have it so i'm just like whatever um so i wanted to mainly talk about the texas's but before that uh i wanted to catch up on a topic that i saw in texas which was there's a lot going on with this hockey and all this like like somebody said something and then it came off bad. I I can think of three instances so far. Um, so, uh, what was it? So when we are me and Scott were in Texas, Don Cherry thing just happened that Saturday when we departed off to Austin. And then he basically said, uh, if you don't remember, because the news cycles are so short these days, he said, uh, "You people come here." And then it was it was just before the Remembrance Day. So he basically, uh, it isn't racist to honor the military's dead. All right. Yeah, no, no. And then people go, oh, it's a political correctness. It's like PC police. I'm just go, all right, all right. Like, I'm not going to hold on before I get there. So he said, quote, you people that come here, whatever it is, you love our way of life, Canada. You love our milk and honey. At least you can pay a couple of bucks for a poppy or something like that. These guys pay for your way. Of life that you enjoy in Canada, these guys pay the biggest price. All right, I don't think we disagree there, but the thing that tipped off everybody is like you people come here, whatever it is, and then that's just like all right, this is anti-racist, xenophobic, and all that stuff. And then Don Cherry has been going around like Tucker Carlson. I just go, and we saw that Tucker Carlson video in America, and then. You know, I think that Don Cherry does the usual Don Cherry things. Like, I think it's just the two words that really piss people off. The you people. I should have said everyone. But then, like, okay, just replace the word. Everyone that come here, whatever it is. Uh, you love her. And then I go, come here. You know what you're talking about. Come to Canada. It's like Canada is like, you know, the country of immigrants, right? And I'm like, I'm an immigrant. Uh, and then I guess he was hurt also that his partner, Ron McClain, just kind of like stood there. And kind of like bailed himself out. So it's like he feels like a Ron's a turncoat and shit. And then Ron gave a weird thumbs up at the end of the thing. And so first of all, uh, bef- like before breaking it down because enough people broke it down already. I never knew that you could buy a fucking poppy because when I was in fucking school, they were just lying around everywhere. So I just pick it up. And then when I come back the year after, I just recycle the poppy that I saved in my drawer and then reuse it. I didn't know you could buy a poppy. So I didn't know that. So... Okay, that's an educational moment, and then I agree with the completely the great, great sacrifices these uh, troops make. Canada, unlike the U.S. troops, you know, are on the you know the UNICEF, UN peace missions and stuff. You know, not just so it's like war against terror, that shit. Uh, or Canada never went Iraq, you know, that kind of thing. So I just go, all right, and then that to keep the world safe and the countries that some people come from. I get it, and then Don Cherry, old man. I've heard this shit before, so I'm just like, whatever. How many Quebecois, you know, fucking you pussy ass Frenchies, you know, bullshit, you know, you heard before. And then, like, Russian players, European players, you heard this way too many times. You love the good old Canadian boys. And then I go, like, hey, at the same time, this guy, this guy is like, completely, like, his, 
his own set of meritocracy that he has in his head. He didn't like Nazim Kadri and that he like, likes PK, that kind of stuff. So I'm just going like, you know what? Mm, whatever. So I, I wasn't overly mad, but I was like a little bit surprised that he he's going around being like, you know what? I should have said everybody instead of you people. I was like, that doesn't change the context at all. So and then when he was on the Tucker Carlson, Tucker Carlson, this isn't PC police. These are fascists. And then Don Cherry just stood there like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I go, Don, didn't you not do your research? And then he has his own podcast. I'm not going to listen to it. And another old man yells at the sky moment that happened is in the world of wrestling. I go, God, BK, you're in your wrestling. Trust me, the president's running on a goddamn promo work up from WWE 12 years ago in this uh, United States. Uh, Jim Cornette said some, uh, said some uh, to be honest, blatant racist shit. In a commentary last week, now I just go uh, in the NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance, um, that what he said it was also the he was a he's a color guy for the NWA wrestling, which has been a fabulous revelation, um, and I it was a what what did he say exactly? So oh God, I can't remember all of a sudden. So he said during a match between the NWA champion Nick Aldis and Trevor Murdoch, Trevor Murdoch, uh, you know, is the underdog here. Uh, Jim Cornette goes in the. It was the beginning of the match. I saw it after. He's like, he's the only man I ever known that can strap a bucket of fried chicken on his back and ride a motor scooter across Ethiopia. And go, fried chicken? Ethiopia? What the fuck? All right. And then I just go. And then he said this in 1995, but then NWA, this is a recorded show from like seven, eight, two months ago. And they're like, how the fuck? Yeah, like, how do you not edit this, first of all? And then Jim Cornette, he said, look, uh, and then he never really apologizes. There's other controversial moments, if you want to call it. You know, I, I understand where Jim Cornette's coming from, like the age that he came from, and then his belief in professional wrestling, sports entertainment. But yeah, this one I go like I can't believe he said that. I go he said it at ninety five on a WWE recorded show. At the time, nobody called out on it. And then it's like oh, but he's like it's a starvation joke, not a race joke. But then you know, I and then he's a weird progressive from Louisville, Kentucky over there. So I just go <laughs> so it's like so and then so I just go all right. I mean he's. He, I, he's like he was he playing a heel commentator like not exactly but dude is like can't can't say that shit and then he had some weird breakdown moments like calling other wrestlers and commentators and shit like hey uh sunny kissed uh the gay wrestler he goes like he's a trans and then it was like a weak ass apology i was like yeah, i guess yeah it was a joke and then it's like yeah that's not lgbt inclusive I go, all right, like, it's one thing to be, and then people want to, like, combine political correctness, PC police into this. I just go, no, 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 like, what Don Cherry said, what Jip Cornette said are not politically wrong or anything. It was just blatantly, outlandishly wrong. So people need to distinguish that when they're defending these two over here. I just go... Dude, no, that was that was just that was just hateful, you know. Even to my standard, I go. You gotta admit that when you're just throwing a shade, it's like it was a joke, but it was a god awful joke. If you apologize like that, fine. At least you admitted that. Yeah, it was kind of bigotry joke. But if if you're just like 
if you're just doubling down on it for some fucking reason, which I don't understand. So even the podcast that Jim Cornette followed up after this happened, it's like, hey, this because a YouTube video original came up Tuesday, but then he people reacted immediately. But then on a, he didn't really apologize. He has his own podcast on a Friday. And go like for three, four days, I didn't say anything. And then I was like, what the fuck? Like, okay, then he's doubling down. And then aside from the different belief in a philosophy of wrestling, different belief, philosophy in hockey, these guys are just just being jerks for no reason. It's not politically correct or incorrect. It's not a PC police. I'm sorry. Like if you're defending them on the basis of that, you're a goddamn idiot. The other third case that happened was uh, another wrestling, Corey Graves, the uh, color guy on the smackdown show um he tweeted out uh saturday night during the hour and a half into the nxt wwe nxt pay-per-view show uh he flat out said uh, hour and a half in commentating on the commentary of the nxt uh which was hey uh i'm gonna paraphrase here he's like oh here's a tweet just for a record, guys, I, w- I know you wouldn't know it, but there's actually a WWE Hall of Famer, Beth Phoenix, and a, for- and a former Ring of Honor champion, Nigel McGuinness, on commentary. I'd imagine they have a lot to offer. So, and I just go, what the fuck? And like, that came out of nowhere. It's one thing to, cr- I mean, I have my gripes, or I guess criticism of Ron, uh, Mauro Ronaldo's uh, play-by-play, who's also been well-known for other wrestling, MMA, and boxing promotion. You know, he did the Mayweather-McGregor fight on Showtime. Uh, but I, I go like, all right, it's, it's one thing to be constructively critical. I know where Corey Graves was coming from because I kind of felt the same way at times when I watched the NXT show. But I go, hold up, what, why are you saying this? And then Mauro... Uh, if you don't know, is uh, bipolar, and then Showtime did a great documentary. It's free on uh, YouTube for those in US. I saw it, and then I actually learned a lot about bipolar. And then it was a very educational video. I go, I go, wow, this is what bipolar looks like. And there, especially in cases like Moro, is like he's fighting excitement and the sudden downtimes. And I just go, and then that's why he goes like he takes. Because he's very obsessive with his work and his enthusiasm and energy, some and so the criticism and cheers he will take it. So something like Twitter, he just says it. But I go like, first of all, this sounds so dickish to begin with, and then yeah, and that the basically the criticism is, hey, Morrow is way too excited. And he just has way too many rap, hip-hop references. Yeah, some are cringe at times, but I go like, hey, whatever, man. It's cool. It's cool. And But then I just go, dude, that's not uncalled for. So first of all, like, criticizing so openly your co-worker uh, in front of everybody and not realizing that, you know, he's bipolar. Because this kind of thing happened before with other cases, not on Twitter. So I go... Dude, are you fucking serious? Like, second of all, I just go, you call out your coworker in a public this way instead of in a private or in a something. You just throw your coworker under the bus. This is like Catherine Heigl moments. Like, oh, I don't deserve the Emmys or the Golden Globes. I don't think the writing justified my things. Like, dude, what the fuck? You, you, You got your nomination and then you're fucking throwing it under the bus? 
throwing us under the bus and say, I don't deserve this and try to come up gracious. What the fuck is wrong with you? So I just go like, and then Corey Graves is also down, you know, double downing this shit. He better talk about it on his podcast by this, by the time this thing comes out. Then he's calling out journalists and all that stuff. And I'm like, all right, like, I, I, I can't deal with this guy anymore either. So three cases where people are just being complete assholes and inconsiderate. Now, am I, like, against, like, freedom of speech or any of that? No, like, no, no, no. I'm for a healthy conversation as long as it you have a narrative, whether it's a cuss word or politically incorrect sounding term, to get the conversation going and you have a point to it. If you're just being a... If, you're, if you say you did it for the laughter or something... All right, you're a comedian. Great, that makes sense. If you're making a constructive criticism and this is just a headline, and it's like, I'm sorry, that was a bad headline, but here's what it was really going for. Fine. But if you're just stirring shit up for sake of stirring shit up, I just go, what the fuck? Stop being a dick. You know, that kind of thing. So I'm just like, I don't understand these three people. Don Cherry's case, I, I know what he meant. I heard him way too many times ever since I came to Canada. I go like, whatever. I automatically tuned out at this point. I wasn't even mad. I just, I was like, I was just more flabbergasted by the fact that he decided to come on a what the fuck is his face to Tucker Carlson. And I'm like, he's defending it. I, I understand Ron McClain heard him and shit. And Ron McClain's not making any sense either. He looks like a big ass pussy in my opinion. And I just go, you know what? The punishment for the remainder of the season is it's going to be Run's Corner the rest of the fucking year. It'll be hilarious. You'll be like, <laughs> Run, you got your coach fired, but you're back here. So go fill up that eight minutes of this air fucking time here for the rest of the fucking season. It'll be hilarious. It's like Run's Corner. It's like, oh, oh. And then he was like meandering the first time this happened. I don't know what the fuck happened this past Saturday. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, I want to see that. It's like, do you want, do you want to replace with another hockey night in Canada? It's like, uh, they'll call another coach. I'm like, uh, I don't know. You want to get Mike Babcock? Oh, speaking of, that's a fourth incident. I just go like, what a dick fucking move. Um, which is, what was it? So Mike Babcock, the head coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs, got fired. Uh, after you know some rumblings and just bad struggles and bad schedule. I, you know, kind of like the Jim Harbaugh situation when he, Jim Harbaugh came to Michigan. Mike Gatcock, a proven coach, actually a winning coach, you know, come and then, uh, you know, to try to be the savior of the fucking Maple Leafs complete ineptness or ineptitude uh, of that Stanley Cup run. Now, like, two play- former players, Mike Commodore and Mark Fraser, just went off on him on fucking Twitter. I mean, two of them have been very open so far. Uh, and then Mike Commodore is to a point where there's a whole Wikipedia page of I've like feud with Mike Babcock, and he's a hard nosed guy, you know. The the the, the, the NHL hockey journalist saying like, you know, once you're in a doghouse for Mike Babcock, it's very hard to come out of that doghouse. Kind of like John Gruden, kind of thing, you know. But then one story that came out over the last couple of days is like, hey, this happened in Detroit also. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then so. There was a story that was never fully confirmed or reported until it was corroborated later, like the last couple of days. It happened. It happened like two days ago, or like three, four years ago. So Toronto Sun finally had a report where, um, yeah, and then it kind of proves the point that nobody likes Mike Babcock as a coach and a human being. Is like, um, you put him in a tough spot as a rookie. No, no, no. That's a fucking understatement. So. 
what Mike Babcock did was pretty much uh, he went up to the rookie, Mitch Marner at that time, who's probably the second or the best player that the, the Leafs have uh, in that class with Austin Matthews. Uh, he he made him almost cry. Like Nick Saban making the guy cry is like, oh, kind of. But like he, what happened was that, hey, uh, so apparently during the rookie the Marner's rookie season in 1617 uh Babcock demoted Marner to the fourth line in the early in the second season uh but yeah but what happened was that so Babcock was very critical of Marner especially in the first season where he he basically went up to Marner and said hey I want you to tell me top to bottom who which players in this locker room are giving the most hustle here. And I want to make sure that you you are on the bottom and go up. So, it's like, list the players on the team that's on the hardest working to the one that ha- doesn't have the strongest work ethic. And then he did. But then, like, yeah. So, like, you, you're, you're the... And then Babcock just, like, like, just snitched it out to other players like hey this is what the rookie thought of it and then like yeah you you fucking do it so well martin so babcock didn't say marner put himself in the last but like babcock didn't tell him to do that but then like marner didn't want to feel bad as an 18 year old is like so he put himself himself in the last and then he showed the list of the players and then like uh Kadri was on the bottom, Bozak was on the bottom, and then I was like, what the fuck? And then everybody else on the team looked at it. And then obviously knows like, alright, Marner's last. And then like, but Marner, everybody loves Marner. What the fuck? Who wrote this? And why is a coach showing us this shit? So like Marner cried. <laughs> he brought him to the tears. I just go, oh my fucking god. Ah, fucking kid. Jesus, your dad's rich. And GTHL. But I go, what? why would you put the guy... And then apparently he did this in the Red Wings. We don't know who he who he talked to made to come up with the list. I'm guessing Dylan Larkin or some shit. But, or I just go, what the fuck? And you, you're asking someone to stack rank everybody. There's like so many wrong with this thing. Where stack ranking to begin with is like, alright, it's, it's fucking annoying. But then having someone else to do it. To put the person in that position to do it, especially someone that's like, like you're making yourself look like a massive asshole. Like as a manager, I just go as a head coach. I'm like, you don't look like a leader. You look like a little bitch. So I was very angry when I saw this story. I just go, what the fuck? And then he's like, you deserve to be fired. Like no wonder nobody liked him. I can't believe it lasted this long. So. Good for Marner coming out, but then like Marner goes, hey, thanks for making me a better player and all that. That's such a good Canadian boy shit that Don Terry loves, they do. But then now I could just go, that's just an asshole move, Mike Babcock. So I, I, lo- I lost a lot of, I, I just lost a lot of respect. Some people are going, well, why are these stories coming out now? But then I'm like, well, no one really corroborated and then like confirmed it. People just know that people hate this motherfucker. But then now it's been corroborated and then been told. I go, yeah. 
much great. And then now it's a uh, fucking abuse of power. Oh, there's another case that came out just today. Uh, Akim Aliu, the former NHL player, uh, that the current Calgary Flames coach Bill Peters repeatedly hurled racial epithets in his presence in the minor league hockey locker room a decade ago, 2009. That's when he was a rookie. Like, what was I got? What, 19? 20? 20. Uh, when he was in the AHL's Rockford Ice Hawks. Uh, so he was playing rap music a lot. And then he walked in, the coach, pronouns pal. Hey, Akim, I'm sick of you playing that N word S. Uh, N word shit, I assume. Uh, who, and then, I'm sick of hearing this N words, FN, other than N word in the ass stuff. He then walked out like nothing happened. You could hear the pin drop in the room. Everything went silent. I just sat down in the stall, didn't say a word. Yeah, I'll be fucking shocked. Oh my god. And then two of LU's Rockford teammates were in the room at the time of the alleged incident. Simon Pepin and Peter MacArthur independently corroborated LU's account on TSN on Tuesday. And then, uh, yeah, and then LU said, shut the fuck up, don't even talk to me in the practice. And then he got demoted. To the next minor league tier below, to the ECHL. I'm like, what the fuck? And then he got traded for uh, fucking Dustin Bufflin, which is ironic. <laughs> I was like, yeah, hey, you knocked the, you knocked one Nigerian dude over another black dude. I was like, okay, that's interesting. Um, and then somebody else, I was like, why did it take t- ten years to step forward, huh? Huh? Why? Why? We're like, what are you afraid of? I was like, and then he just said, dude, fucking Kaepernick. Look what happened to him. And I was like, why would I say anything? And then I'm a kid. What the fuck would I know? First year pro. What the fuck do I know? Marner, 18, what the fuck do I know? I just did what the coach told me to do. I had to cry. So I'm just going like, dude, put yourself when you're 17, 18. You're still like, you're an adult. But I just go, what the fuck do you know about adulting? You're barely in school. You're barely paying bills, you know? So, yeah. So I just go, that's an abuse of power right there. Along with the racism. It's like two for one. And then I just go, hey, are you going to punish this guy for this shit? And then, oh, the other player who's not black said yeah this motherfucker's bill peters is abusive and shit too but like so and then some people are going to be like well you can't take a bullying and the head coaching and all that anymore huh the player's getting soft let's just go and then elliot freeman said this about the toronto maple leafs like when mike babcock wants to do it the old method way and i would just go like um some of those tactics are not the old method ways trying to teach defense or something with the fundamentals, I just go, you know, young people, I, I was a little pissed off when he said this, like, young players, you know, are different today, and I'm like, um, no, being an asshole is not an ageism, it's not a generational thing, I just go, no, no, it's just flat out wrong, you do this shit in another professional environment that's not the athletics, what the fuck do you think is gonna happen, huh, so, anyways, oh god, I'm not gonna talk about the Houston at this point, but anyways, yeah, that's five cases of people just being complete assholes. But some people are defending them. It's like, it's a political correctness. Kids can fucking take it. And then I was like, it's okay, boomer. You know, fucking Mint is dead now. It's okay, boomer. But I'm like, okay, boomer. You know, it's that moment, isn't it? And then, like, people are trying to blame it on ageism, generational gap. And I'm like, no, 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 no. This, as a hater, coming from one hater, to deal all these other hateful acts, I just go, no, these are fucking hateful. I'm just telling you that right now. These were fucking asshole moves. As an asshole, I can tell you that these are asshole moves. Like, I would not take it. Speaking of, why am I getting a phone call here? Hang on a second. Well, you know what? I'm going to wrap it up here. And then, uh, so I didn't get to the Houston story. Maybe I'll get to it. I'll, and then uh, we'll see where we are next week. I might be 
yeah, I might be in Canada, you know, a little bit of a late Thanksgiving. I got to pick up some pie. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to get turkey. I don't really eat turkey anyway. And then, uh, well, well, happy, happy American Thanksgiving. Be careful on a Black Friday with your fingers online shopping. And then uh, we'll check back next week when we get into December, baby. All right, baby. This is December. Bye-bye.